from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security. All right, y'all. We just had a little uh, uh, technical difficulty there. Good morning, October 9th, 2023. Thank you for joining this morning's show. I really appreciate it. I wish I could start the show with my normal energy. I don't have it this morning. I don't. Um, it's the first time ever I script my opening statements on this show um, because I am with heavy heart this morning, and and I am um, an American. I'm also an Israeli citizen. I'm Jewish, and I'm proud of all three. The last 48 hours have been the most difficult uh, time in 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 the last 20 years for me, um, and that's an understatement. The images and videos of the atrocities coming out of Israel committed by Hamas Palestinian terrorists in the surprise attack in the morning of October 7th, the Shabbat, and Simchat Torah. Simchat Torah is the joy of Torah. It was a holiday uh, Saturday morning. Many Shabbat keepers turn off their devices and are spending time with their families. The night before, they had celebrated the Torah and they were getting ready to head out to shul that morning. This day will go down as a dark day, a somber day for the state of Israel and for Jews. In fact, it's the deadliest day for Jews since the end of World War II. Um, and that's a sad statement all of within itself. But it's not a day of defeat, and it's not a day of loss for Israel or Jews. It marks the day where we start to uproot the extreme ideology obtained by Hamas terrorists from Gaza and Judea and Samaria as well. As many of you know, our cybersecurity community is filled with hardworking friends that we call uh, from Israel. Um, these people have put down their keyboards. Many have have. Some have picked up additional keyboards while they're doing it. And some have picked up weapons and have joined the front lines in defending their nation as threats continue to come from the eastern side of Israel as well as from the northern side from Lebanon and Syria as well. These brave men and women are putting everything in their lives on hold to defend their homeland, very similar to what Americans did the morning of 9-11. Please pray for them. In the next several weeks and months, this war will be long and it will have a price. The media, the mainstream media, will very, very soon turn on Israel. It's just a matter of days. There are dead Americans, as of this morning, nine confirmed dead Americans and captives uh, that are held in captivity by Hamas. Um, <clears throat> there are British citizens, German, Thai, many other nationalities. Don't forget that when the media turns and asks Israel for restraint, there is no restraint and there is no negotiation with evil, only it's pure destruction. Now to our business, during this assault on Israel, Hamas terrorists stole and looted homes of these Israelis while killing them, killing women and children in their bed, taking elderly as captives, children as young as six months are held captive in Gaza. These are war crimes. 
these war crimes have a consequence, and that consequence is their death, their destruction. But by gaining access to laptops and what's and and devices and electronic devices, um, um, cell phones, uh, iPads, etc., if you do have friends um, or you know people from that part of the country in Israel, um, likely uh, they're going to try to use those. They're they're to to in order to launch additional cyber attacks. There's a whole bunch of those, and we'll get to that here in just a moment. Um, this attack was financed and green greenlit by Iran. Um, after a meeting in Lebanon last week on Monday. This comes several weeks after Iran received $6 billion from the Biden White House. So uh, we knew what this was uh, during the UN um, um, General Assembly. The Iranian president said, what are you going to do with the $6 billion? They're going to help your economy. He said, we're going to support the causes we do. Their main cause is the destruction of Israel. And while this happens, I've posted this on my Substack. These are actual quotes from Hamas leadership. This, they will take down the border and tear their hearts out of their bodies. They did that on the 7th. They're, some of that footage is horrible. Israel will come to an end just as it began. They will come. Uh, Musa Abu Marzouk, Jews are the most vile and despicable nation in earth. Oh Allah, bring annihilation upon the Jews, and we must attack every Jew on the planet Earth. We must slaughter and kill them all. This is the agenda of Hamas. Um, over the last several days, I've also, uh, in my posts, I've received a lot of uh, uh, um, support, allegedly. Uh, uh, well, I've received a lot of support from all y'all, and thank you. Um, I've also received a lot of death threats or people saying, you brought it on yourselves. Funny enough, though, everyone who said that doesn't have an image. Even on LinkedIn, they don't put their actual face on there because they're cowards and they hide behind that. That's what cowards do. This is the agenda of Hamas. I will continue to remind this as the mainstream media turns on Israel very soon. It's, I mean, the New York Times and WAPO and all these alleged mainstream media sources have already started adjusting um, their headlines um, as part of the obviously agenda there. But I won't. And I won't. We won't be silenced. Um, we will stop at nothing but the pure destruction of Hamas. The Israeli government needs to know that the people of Israel need to go out and get this job done. It's going to be a heavy price to pay, but Hamas must be annihilated completely. With that being said, the um, attacks on Israel are leading to cyber attacks, uh, significant cyber attacks. There's, in fact, some uh, organizations, this is unconfirmed information, by the way. Um, I haven't been able to confirm it. And so with that being said, I just want to go ahead and put that out there. This Some of this information has been unconfirmed. Some of it is confirmed. They've launched massive cyber attacks on the state of Israel, including targeting some of the emergency alert systems that would have let citizens know that there's infiltration, uh, targeting uh, critical infrastructure, as well as targeting uh, small businesses in Israel. The uh, telegram account of Israeli President Isaac Herzog was also uh, apparently hacked, although uh, the president's office said that the account has returned to normal operation, so that's been put in its place. Now we'll get to other things, but before we do that, I'm looking at all of y'all, and you're going, what about your double espresso? I've got it right here. Um, sorry, my mind's elsewhere this morning. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. The D.C. Board of Election is disclosing their own data breach on Friday, and this is normal business now, so mind shift, mind shift. Let's shift 
because cybersecurity doesn't rest during these times as well. But the District uh, of Columbia Board of Elections on Friday confirmed that photo records were compromised as part of a third-party services data breach. Um, on 10-5, the DCBOE became aware of a cybersecurity incident involving DC voter records. While the incident remains under investigation, the internal database and servers were not compromised. This uh, breach occurred at DataNet, which provides website hosting services to the agency. Um, so they include names, driver's license numbers, phone numbers, date of birth, addresses, email addresses, partial social security numbers, voter ID, registration dates, political party affiliation, and polling places. Um, so that's significant breach there. For those of you who have ever asked me why I won't do 23andMe, um, here's the exact same reason why. This was only a matter of time. A 23andMe cyber breach is exposing DNA data and potential family ties to around 1.6 million people. Um, there's 20 million pieces of data that were stolen from the genetic testing company, claiming it was the most valuable data you'll ever see. The first leak included 1 million lines of data, but on October 1st, the threat actor began offering bulk data profiles ranging from $1 to $10 per account in batches of 100, 1,000, 10,000, and 100,000 profiles. The information includes names, usernames, profile photos, gender, birthdays, geographical location, and genetic ancestry results. The 23andMe have confirmed that the data is legitimate. They've stated threat actors used uh, exposed credentials from other breaches to access the 23andMe accounts and steal the sensitive data, meaning it wasn't internal. They apparently were able to steal. Um, um, is is just all of within itself, y'all. Um, why you don't do DNA testing, why you don't give this information. It's never just harmless. There's always something there. Um, and that's really important. The maintainers of the CURL data transfer projects are working on patching two vulnerabilities in their software, including a high severity bug impacting both libcurl and curl. The curl provides both a library and command line tool for transferring data with URL syntax, supporting various network protocols, including SSL, TLS, HTTP, FTP, SMTP, and more. The two issues have given given CVEs 2023-38545 and 38546. The maintainers are warning that the former has a high severity rating, could be considered one of the most severe flaws in their open source tool. They're cutting the release cycle short. They're releasing curl 8.4.0 on October 11th, including fixes for a high CVE and one severity low CVE. The one rated high is probably the worst curl security flaw in a long time. They're noting the advisories published ahead of patches to more organizations of the buck severity so they can prepare for the update and get it done swiftly, which is fine. But just understanding that time period between today and then, threat actors are going to be trying to target it and uh, reach proof of concept um, in order to get access and abuse this flaw. So keep your eyes open to that. BlackBot agrees to pay uh, $49.5 million in a settlement for their ransomware data breach. Cloud computing provider BlackBout reached a $49.5 million agreement with attorney generals from 49 states to settle a multi-state investigation of their May 2020 ransomware attack that resulted in the data breach. They're a leading software solution catering to nonprofits such as charity schools and healthcare organizations. The data includes a wide array of sensitive information such as demographic details, social security numbers, driver license number, financial records, employment data, wealth information, donation histories, and protected health information. The $50 million settlement addresses allegations that they violated state consumer protection laws, breach notification regulations, and Health Insurance Probability and Accountability Act. 
As part of the settlement, they also have to implement and maintain a breach response plan, provide appropriate assistance to customers, report security incidents to its CEO and board, and provide enhanced employee training, uh, implement personal information safeguards and controls requiring total database encryption and dark web monitoring, improve defenses via network segmentation, patch management, essentially said you've got to do cyber. Please practice cybersecurity and pay us $49.5 million. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. That's it. And in final news on the somber show this morning, China-based spies are hacking East Asian semiconductor companies, according to a report. Uh, The Dutch cybersecurity uh, firm uh, Electric IQ attributed the campaign to China because the attackers are using the Hyperbro loader, which is associated with APT27 or Budworm. Budworm has been associated with espionage espionage operations that targeted Middle Eastern telecom orgs and Asian governments, as well as U.S. state legislator last year. Um, in recent campaign targeting semiconductor company, the group posed as a Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company, TSMC, to trick victims into clicking into malicious links, being the TC- TSMC is a major player. They make microchips for companies like Apple and NVIDIA. Targeted were infected with a Cobalt Strike Beacon. The software is then as, as the penetration testing tool that Beacon was installed on victims' computer using the Hyperbro loader. When the loader is executed, it shows a PDF file that pretends to be from TSMC to confuse the users, um, but that's their path there as well. See all your comments, y'all. Thank you so much for, one, your support, your prayer, um, your prayers for Israel. There are some fundraisers uh, that are going to be on the way where I'm actually speaking several people today about doing a fundraiser for the people in southern Israel who had their homes looted and lost all their many many orphans y'all um at least three dozens that i know um through some people i've spoken with on the ground that um these children woke up as orphans their stories you'll see on linkedin and social media over the next several weeks these um young children um are are grown up without parents their parents were brutally killed on a saturday morning while caring for their families uh and their only crime was being jewish and living in the state of israel the only jewish state in the world so um uh, we'll we'll be coming with some fundraisers and some more stuff here. Um, really, it's 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 a, it's a heavy heavy day. But we'll be back tomorrow, uh, live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, um, and Rumble. Um, and and so please join us um, if you've got any any sort of a seat. Uh, Merle has added um, Israel rescue campaign. Um, the Israeli American Council also got a campaign ongoing. Um, so just all of that. If if you, do, I know economic times are tough, and um, uh, many people are looking for work, or inflation is is getting at you. So any anything you spare to be able to help the people of Israel right now um, would be um, would be great. And if you're an investor, uh, Israel's uh, um, Ministry of um, Economic Affairs. Uh, the Treasury Department of Israel are launching $30 billion worth of funds um, um, and, and government bonds. So there's that as well. Um, if you don't want to donate, but you definitely want to support Israel and you're an investor and you go, well, I'd like some return, you can also do that through the government bonds that are being released by Israel. Those should be released in the next 48 to 72 hours based on uh, some of the latest uh, reports there as well. So there's that. Please thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Um, please continue to pray for Israel and the IDF. Um, and, um, thank y'all really appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. 
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.